0: You
1: want to try something stupid, Paul?
0: I do. (laughs) Always.
1: Is that even a question?
2: It's a rhetorical question.
1: you want to try to start the show together?
0: Sure. (laughs) I don't know what that's going to look like, but let's go for it.
3: (laughs) Here goes something. The Beatitudes. me. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the Be- Beata 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 Dudes.
1: Dude. This, this is Paul, Paul Kolker and, and Jeff, Jeff Here with our co-host, Nick, Nick Besner. Besner.
0: What's
4: going on, everybody? <laughs> what exactly <laughs> you
3: were you going to
1: hop in
4: with that, Jeff?
0: <laughs> Jeff? Jeff surprised me with that. He said, you want to introduce the show together. So I didn't know we were literally speaking word for word side by side there. And that was right before the show, no prep. Yeah, uh, no, isn't it.
1: that your whole jammy jam?
0: I love it, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's my world. I love improv.
1: Speaking of your world, I got something to tell, and I know we haven't introduced our guest yet, and the Beatitudes is great, and it's for Christian men. And <laughs> oh, wait, just glossed. growing in humor and holiness, but you blew me away one day. I was like, Paul, when you're getting ready to perform, it's been a long week, like, how do you prepare? And I was thinking, I bet this guy does you know, lunges, or I bet that he sits there and not lunges, that's a stupid one, but I bet that he does some sort of like physical exercise or Red Bull or five hour energy. I'm like, man, like, what do you do? And he's like, gummy bears.
0: <laughs> I, I do. I've been known to pound a bag of gummy bears, and just get a sugar rush and go for it.
1: I can just see people. It like,
0: <laughs> it, it does in fact help. Yes.
1: It's it, like
4: Marshawn Lynch with the Skittles, right? You oh, know does this? he do that? I don't know. That. Yeah, Marsha- Marshawn Lynch, football player for the Seattle Seahawks, he was like famous for pounding skittles on the sideline for I, quick energy. That is awesome. I did not know <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to imagine this world of like actors and you know addictions. People <laughs> <We'll> look over <laughs> and Paul's got a bowl full of sugar. arabo.
0: No, no.
1: Like the gummy worm that's two feet long.
0: <laughs> Me and Trolley have a sponsorship <laughs> agreement. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's awesome. Well, good. Well, listen. Hey, we are very, very excited to be here. We don't have to do the rest of the show in unison unless you want to to try try it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to snort. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm over 40 and I know 80s references.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Does it look like I just came in on a motorcycle?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're watching on video, you would see he mocked my hair. Which I have, I would like to remind everyone. (laughs) I'm just going to sit over here and laugh. This is fun.
1: I don't know what I got into here. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I love you guys. Uh. Um, I am excited because we have a guest here that all three of us have a very close connection to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like when I say that in public, everybody's like, I know Father Edwin really well, too. So it's actually... Not that special. No. Like, you're the most popular priest I've ever met in my life. So.
0: He's the the mayor of, of Dallas almost, no, I think. Yeah. I mean, Coppell. Well definitely yeah. Coppell, but like Greater Coppell area. <laughs> so like Carrollton, Louisville. <laughs> greater Coppell. <laughs> just, just it's, the, the, it's the 20
4: minute That's drive is, yeah. radius. Yes. Right? Yes. If exactly. you can if you can say a rosary. In the time it takes to get to St. Anne. Then you know Father then Edwin. Then you know well, Father Edwin. You probably come to
2: St. Anne's. And
1: yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give him a proper, a proper? who is this man, this Father Edwin we speak yes, of? Yes, so uh, <laughs>
0: Father Edwin, he is the pastor of St. Anne's Parish in Coppell. Uh, I actually had the pleasure of growing up with this guy. We went to St. Anne's when we were in youth group together, and then we were both in seminary for a while together. Uh, we went different right. roads, but uh, yeah, he, he got ordained in 2011. 2012. 2012, 11 2012. years. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. So, been a priest for a while. He's done uh, done all of it basically so far, right? <laughs> I done mean, you, it all. I well, because you've been an associate, <laughs> associate pastor, you were a vocations right. director, uh, now you're pastor. What else? You were also in seminary formation as well. I was a
2: chaplain for Bishop Lynch Catholic High School. That's right. I did, like, there were a couple times where, like, priests got sick and had to leave, and then I would take over for them year after year to different, th- three different parishes. So, so he's basically wow. a Green Beret. Special forces. He, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Has, no.
4: That's right.
0: They always had him zip line in and kick in a window while he came into the church. He so, dropped yeah. his
1: parachute off right and that, when he walked in here. That's it, yeah. yeah. In case they need him. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's basically Batman of no, the, no, of the no, priesthood. No.
1: And currently... Pastor at Saint Anne Parish, pretty small parish, right? Pretty small (laughs) parish.
0: (laughs) Might might have started that way, like thirty years ago.
1: Can you give us some of the like? What are we talking about in size? I mean, we're all parishioners there, so we know there's three families,
2: (laughs) right? I think we have about seven thousand to eight thousand attending every weekend on a normal weekend.
1: Typical Catholic church. We get about
2: thirteen thousand on an Easter or something like that. Wow! And and I think we are the largest church or Catholic church as a. On a weekly attendance, so. incredible in America. No, no the world. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but at least, at least in our diocese, for sure, Dallas. Yeah, for yeah. sure, Dallas.
1: Well, it's Like, it's funny. Somebody's like, "Hey, do you think you could get me in front of Father Edwin? I have this this thing I want to like do at the parish." And I said, "You and everybody else <laughs> in America." Like,
0: well, that's the other thing of? about Saint Anne's, though, is it's it's a very spirit led kind of entrepreneurial parish where you've got a ton of people who just want to. Offer gifts and find ways to do ministry in different different avenues.
2: Do it though. Tell them like every single person has a personal apostolate that the Lord has called them to in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now maybe we don't have a room for you, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we got a courtyard. Yeah, we we want you to do it. If, that, if the Lord's placing on your heart, Amen. There's something so
1: special too because everything that Saint Anne's does, and this was happening before you got there. I'm not trying to take away credit from you. Um, is next level in hospitality. And so it it reminds me of why people feel called away from the Catholic Church. They have a more hospitable environment when they go to the mega church down the street. You go to St. Anne, and not only is it friendly when you walk in, you realize there's resources for your kids. You realize there's things happening as a third place to visit all day every day and that it isn't just a couple people show up to some prayer or some rosary group. It's a very very alive parish. You got put in there a couple years ago, two and a half years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. And it's like you took a fire and sprayed jet fuel all over it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did this, uh our, our marketing and communications team just randomly said, hey, we'd like to do a salsa night. And we're like, great. We have a large Hispanic community. We have a large English community. Let's do it. And so we started to, we had like a thousand people. What? 600, <laughs> 600 people salsa dancing in our courtyard. I cannot salsa dance. It was awful. Um, and then like... Uh, then we also, for people who didn't want to salsa dance, we did uh, bingo, and there were another like 250, 300 people over there.
1: Sure, it's for my age demographic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I ventured over there too because I showed up with a bag of chips. I was very confused. <laughs> Salsa, salsa. <laughs>
4: salsa. <laughs> I'm Wendy Paul. My, <laughs> I
1: did not get. Sorry. I, thank you. I'm so my sorry. My brain yeah. was like, chips are not gummy bears. I'm not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, different reference. Yeah. <laughs> the real thing is, is that like we had so many people beyond like what we thought we were going to have to dance salsa, is that we were out nachos popcorn different things like that we ran out of chips so i thought you were actually being helpful and the, and the no. judge just went right over my head
0: no you were you were giving me far too much credit <laughs> i was
2: like thank you so
1: much for that
2: you made that event Man. with that bag you brought I, you,
1: you
0: know, <laughs> me
4: and
1: Tostitos, seven, 10 other kids you, yeah. got a bowl of nachos <laughs> exactly. because of you
0: seven more people yeah exactly <laughs> multiplication of the nacho chips yes
1: what is it do you think it's that awesome. is so special? Or what what makes St. Anne so alive? And I know it's not one thing, but what would you say if you were just trying to share this with folks? I mean, we have all these different ministries and groups out there trying to cause the same thing to happen. It's happening in Coppell, Texas, in the greater surrounding
2: Coppell area.
0: <laughs> greater Coppell area. Greater yes. Coppell area.
2: So I grew up at St. Anne's, uh, and that's, that's not what made I it great. Yeah. But I knew it. I knew you were not going to let that go. So. I grew up there, so I go. got to <laughs> I got to see a lot of the growth of our church. And we had a founding pastor, Monsignor, Killian Broderick, and he would just look for ways to empower people to live out the gifts that the Spirit was giving them. And so one year I remember that um, someone came up and said, We would like to have a perpetual adoration chapel, which is one of the cornerstones of of yeah. our church that the Eucharist is always exposed. And there is a member of our parish praying for our parishioners every day of the week, every week of the year, just 24 seven, just there pleading before the Lord for the people of St. Anne's. And it is beautiful. And he said, he looked at him and He's like, do you want to run it? Do you want to put it together? And they're like, yes. Yeah. He's like, then let's do it. Wow. Um, and so like those kind of things of like empowering people and sending them out, equipping them uh, for the mission of God. Um, and just allowing them to say yes, I think was game changer well, I was, the beginning. I was up
4: there last week for training for the blood of Christ. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'll just pop into adoration for a minute. It was like 8.30 on a Wednesday night. There were 15 people in yeah. there. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: I had to, like, where can I sit? <laughs> it, it falls into the good problems to have category. Like, yeah. we're looking at ways to, like, where else can we move our chapel so that we can fit more people? Yeah. Mm. Um, This is. I'm gonna. Because you're you're sitting like this with people. Yeah. And the (laughs) other. Awesome. And you're
0: hearing them. You know. Maybe maybe mumble a hail mary
1: sort of under their breath (laughs) because you're right there. Fasted
2: too much. (laughs) Like
1: you're. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I've ended up on the ground there for the same reason. I went in the middle of the day on a Friday, just having a tough moment at work. Drove 20 minutes up there, and I was like, "There's not a place to sit in here." I thought I was gonna be alone, and you know, this is. I'm gonna go to your improv training and and uh, professional uh, improv, Paul. I think he just described St. Anne as the improv church. Somebody says, I have an idea. And they say, yes, <laughs> and you should run it.
2: Yeah, that's, it's a very, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that it's way. It's really but cool because it works. It, it's alive in the spirit. It has the source and the summit of the Eucharist, and it has always been uh, something that's wanted to to try new things. Um, well, not because they're new, because the Holy Spirit isn't trying to yeah. encounter a new generation, mm. um, and it's beautiful. Well, and you
0: mentioned Monsignor um, Killian, I think, wasn't he also behind a lot of the investment, like strategic investment in terms of youth ministry and really, really trying to pay youth ministers so that they could be on board for a long period of time and, and raise families on a salary and all of that. So that's where we end up with Kurt and Naomi, who, right. who helped you and I to grow exactly. up. Yeah.
2: Well, and they, they came up to him and said, hey, there's this program. We think it's the best. We need to start pouring into uh, the next generation of saints within the church and they brought to him life teen and he said, do you think it's the best? And they said, yes. And he's like, great. Love it. Go. Cool. Um, and, awesome. he, and then he, and that's one of the things that makes our church great is that he is the first and only pastor um, in all of the diocese of Dallas to fight, to make sure that we pay for full family health care. Mm. Um, awesome. so, so that ministers still to this day in Dallas, St. Anne's is the only place that pays for the entire family health care. Wow. So that people that come here and we find, we try to find the best people that want to be in the mission field, that want to serve for a long period of time. And that's why we, we, we routinely have people who are not just there for five years, 10 years, 15 years. We have at least, I um, I think, 10 people that have been there for 25 plus years.
1: And if you're open to life, you're going to be very well aligned with this idea of the mission of the Catholic Church and of St. Anne. Right. But if you're open to life, you end up having to go to a corporate job because you can't afford the health care needs of your family. Like that's backwards and it misses the whole piece where we're, we're supposed to be the leaders in how you treat your very own people. So right. that's awesome. We're trying our best. And your mom works there? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My mom does indeed work there. She had, She's one of those people that's worked there for 26 years. Wow. So I'm the new kid, and she's there. But even today— <laughs> What a dynamic.
1: Um, I love this. <laughs> even today, I'm walking
2: around. We have these two uh, summer seminary and interns that I'm uh, walking around, and my mom's like, sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm their boss, and—, and then they hear my Mom, mom you can't us. call me yeah. that at work. I'm like, not at Come work. Come well, that's, that's very
0: Mary and Jesus right there, right? I mean, yes, if anybody yeah. wants anything to get done, they just go talk to your mom. And my mom's name is Mary. Oh, oh my goodness.
2: I didn't even connect those dots. That's awesome. It was funny, Bishop Burns... Um, he had heard that my mom worked there, and he was like, hey, do you think it was smart to hire your mom? And I was like, I didn't hire my mom. <laughs> you appointed me to a church. Don't you blame me. <laughs> this <laughs> is on you. Uh, this is the
1: same bishop that during your ordination said that you were bishop. He's like,
2: so when I was being installed as pastor of St. Anne's. Installed, like, sorry, your installation. He said, um we were so happy to be able to install Bishop Edwin and I was like <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no, no." one wants that job <laughs> hardest job in the church
0: right well now. and it wasn't uh what was the reading the day that you were installed oh, was just perfect I remember reading that ahead of time at one point I was like wait isn't that
2: the Sunday that Father Edwin gets installed so I called him I was I was reading <laughs> about five days beforehand I call Bishop Burns up on the phone. I was like, did you pick this gospel? Did you pick this day as the day that I start? And it's the, it was the the scripture reading that says no prophet is accepted in his hometown. (laughs) And we've been trying to stone you You ever since. Trying to get rid of you
0: ever since. Keep
1: coming back. But somehow he just passes through the crowd. Every
0: time. Every time <laughs> that brow of the hill is not getting any steeper. I wasn't in
1: town during your installation, so I went back and watched the video. But I only saw the the mess up where he sits there and <laughs> calls you
2: bishop. I never saw the reading. No, Thank no, you no. Not that sharing that that wasn't for installation. That was for my first masses. First, oh. when I first got assigned. Okay,
1: so. I blended the two. But yeah, yeah. okay. That's incredible. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Let's let the good times keep rolling. We're gonna play a game with you where you get to be the judge of this. Okay, and I know you. You're you're pretty good about. Uh, being judgy when you need to be. <laughs>
2: I'm brutal.
1: <laughs> well, and remember, the person that you've known the longest is who probably deserves most of your brutal judgment. Yes. Wow. I yeah. remember last time. So we're going to okay. play a game right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, this game is called Blessed Are the Joke Makers, for they shall inherit the points. How many, Nick? Uh, 72. 72. Ooh, points. very. That's wow. a
0: holy number 30. there, too. Yeah.
1: I feel good about this one. Okay. All right. So wait, wait. I've also noticed from watching the show over and over that my initial reaction to when you say the name of the character is. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to refrain right now. What if it's Donald Duck? <laughs> I'm in. Okay. Please
0: please, 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 please. All right. All right. So we have a character card. Uh, for those playing along at home, we've got a character card, and then we have a card from the Catholic card game, and we have to answer the Catholic card game question as the character. Can
1: I say something? I got introduced to one of the guys that started this Catholic card game. Oh, no kidding. connected, and it was about like the show and life and all that sort of stuff, but I haven't heard back from him. So if you're watching this show, or if you know this guy... (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, a, please please respond to my name. No, like, that it, that sounds a, like a threat. Yeah, a nice, give him if a nice You are nudge, watching this show. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's like, I'm I have a very, after
0: very particular your set of skills.
1: skills. As Paul has told many guests, I will zipline into your life. <laughs> no, that was Father Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a parachute.
0: Yes, well, uh, a yeah. parachute. Oh ah. my goodness, you cannot
1: butter up the
2: guests. We're about to get into the oh, judge zone. Oh, are
1: we? Weird.
4: How
0: did that <laughs> happen?
2: Sitting <laughs> on hey, these hey, jokes.
4: Hey, remember when we were like 13 and we were hanging out and yeah. having the best time ever? <laughs> oh, it was, it was so cool. Remember the yeah.
1: stuff I'm not going to say on air? <laughs> as long as you vote for me.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if he has any of that. He, nah. he was nah. a pretty straight-laced kid sure. other than the mop top at yeah. the time. All right, here we go. <laughs> Okay, so character card and question. Here we go. The character is, as a new parent, <laughs> nice. you have to answer the question, what is talked about at the pub?
1: I just got this new job at the local parish, and I am just hoping that my baby grows up someday to be priest, so I can say, Father, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't know what I'm
0: gonna be doing trying to raise all these half pints.
4: <laughs> I give there's no I can't I, I'm out. I there's I can't top that. That's amazing.
1: This is Paul is Gosh. like on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he was in the parking lot pounding gummy bears. What? No. <laughs> no,
0: no I wasn't.
1: <laughs> Cheater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were cherry. <laughs> Father, you know how this works. You actually have to pick somebody. It's this weird thing. For the winner. Yeah. Yes. For the, you could pick the loser yeah, if you yeah. Want.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can tell us who lost for sure. I'm going to go with half pints. Yeah.
4: All right. Way to go, uh, buddy. I don't 72 have to do had nothing. I had nothing to
0: follow that. Was, <laughs> wow, that
1: was perfect. Thank you. Jeff, uh, do you always go plus? first? No, we just kind of mix it up. Congratulations! That was my cheering for you. Oh. Yeah, hey, it's <laughs> it's
0: just usually whoever feels it
1: kind of thing. But um. but thanks for proving you've never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> Woo. father, do you have any Padre Pio socks? No, <laughs> <laughs> you do now, thanks to the Woo. folks at Sock Religious. And you can get your own Sock Religious socks for the Beata Dudes with a 10% discount at SockReligious.com slash Beata Dudes. We are going to cut to commercial, hear from the rest of our sponsors. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome Welcome back, back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting here with Father Edwin Leonard, a pastor at Saint Anne's Parish in Capel, Texas. Uh, I've been going to Saint Anne's with my family for a uh, little over a year now. Uh, we've lived in Irving for two. Uh, it took us a little bit to decide that making the drive up to uh, Capel was worth it, but man, it, it totally <laughs> is. Uh, we uh, we love it there, and and I, I think that's that's a sentiment that's shared. Um, one of the things when I was we were at your the mass where you were installed as pastor. And for me, that was a new term. I didn't know that Catholic churches had pastors. Um, did you, did you know that you would become pastor? Like, what is that process like? Yes.
2: Oh. I, 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 I did know that I was going to eventually become pastor. So what happens is, is when you are a first time pastor, i had had these like small little fervorinos and taking care of parishes and, and fixing them. I love uh, these words. So that's, that's Latin. Fervorino.
4: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> and so when he assigned me to St. Anne's, there's kind of like a training period to make sure that's a good fit for you, a, mm. a win for the parish, a win for the diocese and a win for the man. And so the the, man "Ah,
4: that's awesome yeah right (laughs) when
2: you're a priest you're just like the man yeah that's awesome (laughs) so um, i knew it was going to be about a year and then so i was there for a year and then he installed me as pastor
4: and what what does that mean
2: it means so beforehand i had zero rights he could have moved me with the signing of a sheet of paper now i have the right of stability and power to give dispensations and different things like that Mm. so stability from the usccb is normally defined as a six-year term with an option of a six-year renewal. Wow. So a total of 12 years. So okay. I'm one year into that.
1: Can we keep going on these questions? Because Paul and I also do like a local radio show, and we started getting into, like, how do you become, what's a Monsignor? Am I allowed to call a oh, Monsignor? Remember yeah. this? Like, Monsignor yeah. is a Monsignor a father? Because one time I kept talk- talking to a priest in Detroit, and I would say, Father so-and-so, and people would be like, it's Monsignor so-and-so.
2: And I was like, well, what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> I don't get it. So
1: what does that mean?
2: So Monsignor was just a, basically a, a title, a promotion with title, but nothing else. So you would still be a pastor someplace. It was just showing the, kind of the reverence of your position within the diocese. However, Pope Francis didn't like the careerism that was happening in Rome and across mm. the church. Mm-hmm. And so he said, no more Monsignors until they're 65. Because it used to be that everyone wanted to be a Monsignor. Oh, this guy was
1: old. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> it used to be that you would be a Monsignor, and that's where, like, where they would pick bishops from and different things like that. So you oh. wanted to be a Monsignor. and. Pope Francis was like, no, no more Monsignors until you're so old that you'll probably never be a bishop. So he's probably, he was grandfather Clausden, like, um, let's see, Monsignor Henry Petter, who was the previous pastor, was a Monsignor. But he was made a Monsignor when he was, like, 52.
1: Is it my duty to call that person Monsignor?
2: I mean, it is their title. They've
1: earned it. Yeah. And I shouldn't call him so-and-so. So-and-so, I, uh, maybe old father, so-and-so. maybe father, you know. The man. The man. What in your parish right now are you the most excited about?
2: There are a couple of things. Three
1: guys doing a cool podcast that's
2: set that the world is, on fire. We're We're real good at self-promotion. Right out of my mouth.
1: (laughs) I I was doing that thing where I'm trying to. I I was
2: laughing too much to say it with you. That's right. (laughs) You were trying Um, to guess what he was saying, just like you and Paul at the start of the episode. Exactly. We have a couple of things, new initiatives. Uh, At the beginning of last year, um, back in October, I I just kind of shared a vision. And a couple of those things are just moving forward full force. We started a missionary institute at St. Anne's. Um, It is a a one- to two-year program where we take missionaries onto our staff. They're part of our family. They're part of our team. Um, We noticed at St. Anne's, one of the things that makes our church so great is that we have ministers who have stayed in the Mm -hmm. church for 10 years, 25 years. Um, Most churches, do you know how long it takes for a minister in any place in the church to burn out and leave?
0: Two years, maybe?
2: Less, 18 months. Wow. Wow. And so, um, and we see routinely five, 10, 15, 20 years. And so what we wanted to do was kind of take some ministers, show them like, what are the pitfalls? What are things that we can do um, so that you can stay in ministry long term. Like, what do you need to start doing to be able to just have a, you know, dynamic ministry, a pastor that's going to support and some other people that can mentor you. Um, and so we have three new uh, people in our, this is the first year of our missionary too. we have three people that are there and they just started yesterday. Whoa, um, awesome. So they're going to be serving in our children's ministry, our youth ministry, and our young adult ministry. Wow. Um, and we have house from the to stay. We're giving them a stipend. They're going to be studying and continuing growing in their skill. Um, but they're awesome. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And does that <clears throat> does that make St. Anne's kind of like a
4: like a university for, like, you want to build these people yeah, to then th- go? Yeah, that's and the hope.
2: So that, that we can be a blessing towards uh, the larger church as a whole, maybe Amazing. even Dallas. And then if we need You know, they can be on our scouting team, right? There you (laughs) go. (laughs) Our talent pool.
0: That is awesome. Wow. So what are some of the things you're least excited about right
2: now? No. no. (laughs) Just kidding. No, that's fantastic. That is. What else? We have two new priests that are going to be coming to St. Anne's on uh, July the 1st. One of which is Why would good.
1: that help you at all with 30, <laughs> 35,000 people going to confession every week? For those of you who don't know,
2: um, we've been down a priest for the past year. And so our other priest got moved to... Kept you in shape. You look uh, really fit. You know, fit. We're, trying, we're trying to, you know, not enough time to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, fasting is yeah, not optional. Exactly, <laughs> right. you are just in confession all the time. And so I get... Uh, Father Kevin Wilwert, who's been in the seminary uh, training the next generation of priests for the last six years. But he's a good friend of mine. We were in seminary together. And so uh, awesome. it's a blast that he's going to be coming. And then we have another priest who I was actually the boss of while I was vocation director, Father Aristeo. So he's been ordained three years. That means I worked with him for about four. Nice. So, Very cool.
1: Yeah. That's exciting. Well, you, there's so much great stuff happening there. I Can I say s- one last thing? Please go for it.
2: My. The thing that I am most excited for for this upcoming year is that we are moving forward full force in our church uh, renovation project mm. where we're going to put a, put a tabernacle in uh, the main church of St. Anne's. And so there's lots of things that go into that, but it's just super exciting to have. Certainly
1: somebody listening is like, wait a minute, you just said there's that many people showing up to mass every week. And you're telling me now that you're moving a tabernacle finally into the main sanctuary.
2: Yes, um, it is We have not had a a tabernacle in our main sanctuary. We have one in our side chapel, which sits about 300 people, but it is about 100 yards away from the front altar of St. Anne's. And so um, there's a whole procession every single week.
1: I hope everybody listening to this, when you visit North Texas, if this is not your home, you just come by and go to a weekend, go to a Sunday mass so you can see what we're talking about. And I say this in jest, that... The, where the, the Rerodos and the Tabernacle have been is an immaculate place to go and worship. Beautiful. And it's the side chapel as you're walking down. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, so something I've always noticed about you and the way people react to you, the divisiveness that I think uh, the evil one has put in our hearts is mm-hmm. this, you know, traditional Latin mass versus somebody who is, you know, of extreme reverence versus somebody who is more um, evangelical, more uh, praise and worship style and what they do. You just hear this divisiveness that, um, if I'm being honest, frustrates me because, you know, this is actually all Catholicism. Right, <laughs> like right. the, that that part is it's different flakes flavors or different strokes for different folks. I think about my wife, if there was only traditional Latin mass, I don't think she would have ever converted to Catholicism. And so there's a, like a pathway in, there's all this different stuff. You're this, this, and an, anomaly sometimes <laughs> where somebody who could be extremely like Latin mass, everything. I love father Edwin. And I'm like, well, you know, father Edwin, like will also participate in praise and worship. He may be the one on his knees praying and singing yeah. in a moment of full expression of his body. Like, how do you speak to that just as a, as a shepherd of these people when it comes to styles of, of worship?
2: It's a new thing within the church. I went down to AM to talk about our missionary Institute um, because there are a lot of great Catholics at AM. And three here. I, know. I, I, <laughs> I, <Jake> I <laughs> And so I was going there and there, I'm talking to a bunch of like 19 year old Catholics at the student center. And they were asking me about seminary. And I said, well, it was, it was a difficult, difficult move for me because I went from Franciscan university of Steubenville, which was very charismatic, very conservative to a seminary that was, um, much less of mm-hmm. both of those things. And they thought I was overly conservative when I got to seminary and the, the students just looked at me kind of strange. They were like, wait, how could you be charismatic and conservative? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you about the early aughts, everybody. <laughs> you know, the early 2000s, you know, before the traditional Latin mass was really uh, allowed because of uh, Benedict's motto proprio. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bastion of conservative Catholicism was in this more dynamic movement of of the church. And I've never seen them as separate. Um, the fact that you can... You can do Mass in Latin. You can be attentive to the rubrics. You can do um, what's in red and say what's in black and be prayerful and reverent, but also be open to the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, if they are both from God, they are not um, going to be disagreeing with yeah. one another.
1: Yeah, I always think about this like concept that you don't know what's in a man's heart because somebody will say, I don't like uh, a charismatic who's going to have their arms up while they're singing. Because they're trying to get attention. Well, they may not be trying to get attention. They may truly be moved by the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know. But you may be also going to a traditional Latin Mass just so you can tell everybody that's where you go. So, right. <laughs> you know, at some
2: level, it can cut both ways. Yeah. How yeah. do we
1: know it, it at does. the heart of a man? We never will.
2: There are some people in in the charismatic renewal that like they do want to be seen. hundred um, percent. But there are some people in the traditional Latin Mass that you know they have they're a mess inside, and that's why they cling to the external so hardly. There there's
1: yeah, it goes ev- both ways to, to what Paul just said. I think that's very, very true. And mm. um, I also have this big push that just tells me they're going to Mass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's yeah. grace in being in that Mass in the Holy Sacrifice. Mm-hmm.
2: Being able to celebrate the Mass as a priest is um, the most beautiful thing. Um, on my day off the other day, I just got to go celebrate a Mass, and there's— a, if you, flip over, if you ever have a Roman Missal in front of you, you can flip to page 1099, and there is an actual, like, colic, prayer of the offerings, closing prayer, that's just, it's labeled uh, the prayer for the priest himself. And so the whole prayer is just being able to say, thank you, God, for allowing me to be able to to do this, to be in this moment, to be able to offer this. Um, and I, I I did that at the same moment, so I had my own little private mass and I, I was praying that, but I also took a, a moment just to, like, toss my hands up in the air to praise the Lord um, uh, just alone in my, in my chapel and to sing to the Lord. So I I don't think they're, um, you know, disparate things that can't ever be together.
1: So I had six children baptized and you were, uh, you presided over the last one and my wife and I were moved to tears multiple times and the reverence that you showed and the way you connected in with the other kids and even the crazy was beautiful. And I thought, well, this is really special. I know Father Edwin, and I, I get that you put your full self in, into that moment so that it's not about you and it's about Christ. It's about the Holy Spirit. In the parking garage today, I told Flip, who owns this, right. er, this spot that we're in, I said, uh, Father Edwin's coming up. But he goes, oh, you heard about my daughter's wedding? And I said, no. And he goes, he um, he married my daughter this year, or last year, I guess. And he said that at one point in the Mass, you did a full benediction
2: (laughs) the couple came to me and they like we we love getting married in the church we want to have an extended time of praise um in front of the blessed sacrament is that possible and i was like yes (laughs) yes Yes. and yes and i'll be the one to do it Because I, um, I love when people like young couples. Every time that they want and desire to get married within the church, I think that there is nothing better than as they are pledging to offer themselves to the other as a living sacrifice. Um, that they are doing it in front of the altar where the Lord offers Himself to the Father and for us as a living sacrifice. And that's so perfect. And so when they desire to like be able to do that, we exposed the Blessed Sacrament, and before we moved it back to the tabernacle, we just placed it in front of the um, in the monstrance, and we took about. Ten fifteen minutes just to praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Jeez, um, I love this. And it was,
1: Clip awesome. said people were crying. Oh, I was crying. <laughs>
2: yeah, so it was it was beautiful. Wow. If, if there are any liturgists, uh, don't tell the bishop. I'm I'm pretty sure that's okay. But <laughs> don't
1: don't worry. I checked. He also doesn't watch the beatitudes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually have a
1: funny, funny bishop story real quick. I got a chance to talk with uh, your deanery and I don't know, was 20 priests in the room, yeah. but the, the auxiliary bishop, uh, Bishop Kelly was there. <laughs> and I said this comment, I was trying to coach through leadership lessons. And I said, don't email people all night and all weekend, you know, save it for when it can go out and people are actually working, give people their time back. And I said, and don't sit here and tell me, what about emergencies? I said, nobody's ever emailed you an emergency. And a hand goes up and I look over and I go, Bishop? And he goes, yeah, Jeff, I got an email emergency just last week. And I was like, come on, man.
2: (laughs) I thought the same thing. I was like, really?
1: The exception? I said, you know, you're the only bishop, okay? Like, well, I guess there's two of you, but you're the only bishop here, so you don't count. (laughs) telling I a bishop lo-
0: he doesn't count
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that goes over well separate rules <laughs> if you're watching this you do count bishop kelly i just want <laughs> you to know that i love you we actually have amazing bishops here so mm-hmm. very grateful for them
0: you know he and my dad were in seminary at the same time <laughs> oh, yeah my dad was in seminary with like three people who are now bishops i think monsignor duca or well now bishop duca and anyway it's just pretty wild i they, they are like, oh, so when I was in seminary, they were worried about me, and, and right, right, rightfully you know, so. For good reason, yeah.
2: <laughs> so Wait, well, Paul, they were Paul's worried Paul's brother you. just got ordained, his oh, dad yeah. got up and um, was giving a toast, and he's like, third time's the charm. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A coker that finished the race. Yes. <laughs>
1: You you found your proper discernment, though. Yes, yeah, but so I, I got dad. to
0: be John the Baptist to my to my brother. Being you know, He'll love hearing that he's the Lord, and I'm just John the Baptist. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> but I got to help pave the way, you know, in, in a small way, at
1: least. That's awesome. Yeah. That was an emotional day for sure. Oh, man, that was beautiful. Also, oh, I met your dad for the first time that day, and we hugged like...
0: <laughs> like you were brothers from a long time?
1: That yeah. We were brothers separated in World War II, and we just... <laughs>
2: Does he listen to the podcast? Yes, that's how he knows you. I yeah. know.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he started whispering stuff like, "Make sure you make my son look good." On <laughs> Threats. <laughs> Just a lot. Of <laughs> My dad set him does up with con- some softballs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My dad does conceal carry. No, I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs> I actually got to say this. Nick's dad and your dad remind me of each other so much that I can't wait for the Beata Dudes Dad version. Oh, there's an oh, Bearded Dads. The Beata, Beata Dads. Oh man, we're all three going to get emails on this one or phone calls. Um and you know who they'll interview? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> She'll leave it. it. We'll just sell
0: Mary Leonard and the Beatitudes. Dads!
3: Beata dads.
0: And they're Amazing. just snoring. Like hey guys, guys, you're on.
1: Oh gosh, I think there's a lot of things that are being manifested here. One mm-hmm. is that we're going to actually now do our question of the day from the Beatitudes deck, which is also known as TBD. If you want to do some initials there. And the only rule of the TBD game, Father, is that your answer can't be TBD. Deal? Deal. It's not even a game. It's really just a chance for us to go deeper and get to know each other. So this TBD deck game question, TBD queue. thank you, Yep. is tell us about a moment in your life that was fight or flight. It's just a reflection of, could be physical, it could be, I think most fight or flight you'll automatically go physical, but it could be any sort of fight or flight moment. I have one, I'm happy to jump in here so I can kick it off. I'll tell it to you quickly. I'm at work, it's 11.20 in the the morning, and I hear what sounds like uh, a dumpster falling from a garbage truck, and everybody in my office starts screaming. Somebody's dropped to the ground and they're crying. And what happened is the parking garage directly across from them collapsed, like two stories of it completely collapsed right before lunch. And somebody screamed out, the garage just collapsed. And I can't explain what happened next. I pointed at, (laughs) I don't know why I think a, a college football player is capable of lifting parking garages, but I pointed at a college football player who I knew would run. And I said, go. And we both took off running. And as people were running towards us screaming, we ran in and got inside that rubble looking for carnage, looking for somebody to save. Um, And I really feel like it was one of those moments where I I can't explain the adrenaline rush. I just knew that some people were called and I, I'm so thankful for them to drop to their knees and start praying immediately. Mm. That's beautiful. I was called to run into that thing. I did rip my shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Like you do. Always looking for an excuse. (laughs) And I, i have never heard the end of that in my corporate (laughs) career. There was nobody, I will say there was nobody in there by the grace of God two women had just finished walking so there was nobody hurt there was tons of property damage <clears throat> i had my shirt off for the potential tourniquet and then anytime <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you were you were weirdly like flexing the I'm, whole time i'm ready to use this as a tourniquet
2: anytime <laughs> Every and time he did that last Tuesday too it was weird. Yeah,
0: just every single chance <laughs> like he hears a loud noise he just rips his shirt off. I
1: will say people like keep your shirt on. Keep it. that's just somebody fell. Just keep your shirt on. <laughs> I hope I hope if you're listening you never need a tourniquet.
0: He has a very particular set that's of skills. Good.
1: And tourniquets no longer on that list. <laughs> All right, fight or flight moments. It's a, my, I didn't oh. mean for mine to turn into a comedy, but geez, it was one of the craziest. That's moments a wild. Of my life. That's a wild story. Oh, by the way, after I got out of that garage, a couple hours later, the rest of it. fell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, glad wow. you were out. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. And Jesus. Amen. Yes.
0: Um, well, I'll go. Uh, mine. Mine's kind of brief, but I just it springs to mind partly because I'm trying to you know keep keep alive in the world of of acting and you know keep keep after different jobs and all of that but I was at a an acting workshop one weekend and it was this long weekend where they bring in a bunch of people in the industry people you can learn from they'll lead you through workshops and things like that or help you go through your resume all of those kinds of things because I mean it's its own business right so there's all these skill sets and things that you have to hone and but while we were there And again, this was a weekend long deal. It's, it's at a hotel. You have to, you know, go there, get all of that stuff worked out. Mm -hmm. Well, we're there and you're getting to know the people that you're spending all these times in workshops with. And one of the, one of the female members of the group, for whatever reason, and I don't, I don't know how this unfolded, but I just noticed that there was one particular night where we're, we're all kind of hanging out afterwards. And she's basically being accosted by some, some guy who's, basically drunk something i mean he was just he was a little gone yeah. you could tell and he was kind of following her and she was she was starting to tear up and freak out and all that and i was just like okay i, I mean i i don't want to have to you yeah. know fight and thankfully so took not took your shirt yes <laughs> first things first yes i, I ripped my shirt off <laughs> I was like, I know Jeff Sheffield. What, what would Jeff do? Um No, but sorry. But no, but so I so I just stepped in and I was like, "Excuse me, sir, is everything okay?" that kind of thing. And and I was trying to really de-escalate the thing. I'm not I wasn't looking for the fight, but no. this guy was clearly being aggressive towards her and and so it, you know, I didn't know what else to do other than just try to interject and and thankfully again, nothing nothing came of it, but you no. could tell that the guy was miffed that somebody was speaking back to him. And I was like, sir, you need, you need to calm down. You're clearly drunk. You're clearly not in in your right mind. But you could tell that was kind of fuming him up. And I, and I had to like square off for half a 2nd there, basically saying, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to step into this if you are. And, and that's a big moment. It was, it was nerve wracking for sure. But you're, I mean, there's something else that's kicking in at that point because I just knew, okay, well, it's, it's a protection moment because this I mean, I didn't know her well or anything, but this yeah. is a, you know, clearly a girl who's not like looking for trouble and this guy is just coming yeah. after her. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to do what I had to do. I think the way you told that story, I felt
1: like adrenaline in me listening yeah. to you.
0: <laughs> well, cause it's, it's a frustrating moment and you can see, okay, dude, you're clearly bigger than, I mean, he was, you know, somewhat bigger than me. I'm not a, a large dude by any means, but like. You know, you could tell he's obviously bigger than her, and it's, so it's just a, an unfair situation regardless.
1: I feel like this question is actually, with four men, supposed to be, tell us about a fight moment of exactly. your life, because which one of us is going to say, I, I ran, away. ran like <laughs> crazy. I was like, whoa, this looks dangerous. I'm out. Well, before martial arts training, I
0: probably had plenty of those too, but, I mean, after having some of that training, I felt like it was it was my obligation at that sure. point to actually step in and, and stand in the breach. Throw
1: it to the belt. That, well <laughs> it wasn't a belt system, but yeah, it was it was like that. Can I add some levity also to your story? Absolutely. It's great that you were able to peacock with that haircut <laughs> to, to establish dominance. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Jeff is doing the head motion for those who go to at the underscore Beata dudes on YouTube if you want to see Jeff miming I'm that trying out.
1: i to do the peacock motion so hardcore that you could hear it.
0: Yeah, I think you need to see a chiropractor after that. Probably suffering nerve damage.
1: Oh, that's a long time ago. I'm hanging out with y'all.
0: That's awesome.
1: Father, you fight, I got you you a fight got moment? One. Too? Yeah. No, just give us oh. the flight moment. Let's hear that one. When, when were you scared to
2: death? So I was... For those of you who do not know this, I was terrified of speaking in front of people for the longest time. I'm 20 years old, still terrified of speaking in front of people. And I am interviewing for Net Ministries. We're in San Antonio. So, of course, when you're in San Antonio, if you're a Texan or not a Texan, you should always go see the Alamo. And so we go, we visit the Alamo, and there is a street preacher that is standing up on this platform um, in front of the Alamo. And so I'm listening to him, and he is just getting uber anti-catholic ah. and so he's talking about how the catholic church is the whore of babylon how the pope is the head of the whore of babylon and they're going to hell and i i just lost it and for some reason from the middle of the crowd i said that's not true <laughs> 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 yes and he says it is true and i was like it's not true and so then i told him i was I, I quoted matthew 16 18 i said you know, Jesus Christ turning to Peter says, blessed are you Simon Barjona for flesh and blood is not revealed to you, so but my father above. And I name you Peter. And upon this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not uh, prevail against it. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. whatever you bind on us, you bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on us, you're bound in heaven. And I was like, where is this coming from? I had memorized yes. it once in life, teen, like six years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago, previously <laughs> yeah. when I was a, a teenager. And he, and, and he's like, that's not what that means. I was like, it, is what it means. And I was like, look at Isaiah 22 and testifies to what God's kingdom is going to be and has the same language and talks about sitting on a firm peg. And he's like, that's not in my Bible. And I was like, give me your Bible. (laughs) And the guy in the street preacher looks at me, he's like, if you want to preach, get up here. And I was like, (laughs) just standing there petrified. And so I, I, I jumped up. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and I just started telling about the Lord. And I was sharing the kerygma. And I got to this point um, where I was just talking about Jesus' uh, death on the cross, how it was an unmerited gift of God's grace that he died for us on the cross, um, that the wages of our sin was death, but the gift of God was eternal life in Christ Jesus. And they they started to boo. Uh, so they were Jehovah's Witnesses. And I would never known that, like, they do not believe that God died on the cross for you. Whoa! And so I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, Well, God bless everybody. <laughs> You've been a great crowd. You've been Thank a you. great crowd. Bye.
1: And uh, yeah, last I'll be but back not every least, every Tuesday and Thursday, <laughs> remember, the Alamo. remember the Alamo. I
2: was just caught up in my Texan spirit. Yeah, for absolutely. the Lord.
1: And y'all keep getting me pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna rip off my shirt and preach <laughs> and protect women. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: it. Well, and and real quick, you said the word charisma in there. Yeah. So for people who may not know, it's like the me, core
2: gospel message, okay. right? That Jesus Christ lived, He died, and He rose from the dead for us. I know that. I yes. just don't know um, yeah, the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that that quintessential like. Um, uh, Early church preaching was just, this is what happened for us, right? Right. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: All right. So my shirt's coming off to protect women and preach the gospel.
4: (laughs) And what, Nick? Similar to Paul's story, (laughs) (laughs) double protect women. I got two fists. Um, Yeah. So in college, uh, through the business school, we were connected to some benefactors and donors and things like that. We'd go to dinner with them uh, and afterwards sometimes end up on Northgate because they were often young um, you know, all the bars, successful. C- yeah. The, the bars in college station, um, you know, young, successful CEOs come back, host them for a dinner and then, you know, go out, meet the, you know, hang out with the, the current kind of business school students. And this one guy, he just had too much to drink and it start like similar to Paul. Like you just got to the point where like, this isn't cool. Um, and also just, just, I think there was a, there's a certain like pride and hubris that he had that, that kind of came out at that point. And, um, then he was talking about driving home and it became this point of like, you've been a jerk to the friends in our group, the girls in our group specifically. And, but we're going to make sure you get home safe. So it was one of those, like, you've been a jerk to us all night, yep, but we're going to step up in yep. this moment and make sure that you don't drive your car home, which he was claiming he could easily do. Yep.
1: So, Yeah. And that's interesting because that's a different type of courage too, because that's like the courage to, there's like this concern, courage and love in all of these stories. That one would be one of the easiest to walk away from because it's jerk guy. Yeah. You know, like we all have this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least we're not that jerk, you know, but then at the end of the day he's guy. And then at the end of the day, he's not a jerk. He's dealing with whatever he's dealing with in his life. And he's made some bad decision that night. So that's a big deal, man. That's awesome. Um, Gosh, I love TBD. (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, speaking of great questions, uh, (laughs) uh, Father, you know, we end every Monday episode differently than any other episode, okay? It's called Reverse Simpsons. They do every episode differently at the beginning. So just like The Simpsons, we're going to end this show differently. And um, we heard that you love a certain female pop artist with the initials TS. Is that true? <laughs> I did
2: go see Taylor Swift. You
1: did? I did. You did. Would you I call did. yourself what do they call themselves? Swift- Swifties, Are I you, think. That- I
2: I had never known any Taylor Swift song that was not on the radio before <laughs> we ran my sister randomly was in the queue, got 6 tickets and she's like, "Do you want to go?" and I was like, I love live music. Let's go. And so I spent the next three months listening to her entire discography. And she's got a <laughs> lot of music. Yeah, it took you three months like, to listen man. to it all. And so I was right there. I was right there. Father I was, and it, it and is, when sweetheart
1: Swifty Leonard is it, what I'm hearing. It, is one,
2: it was one of the most <laughs> impressive concerts I've ever seen in my entire Good, life. Good,
1: because you're about to give us one. We would love for you to do a karaoke, I, I do not just one even, song. It could be just a whole chorus. I mean, all we're asking for is for this young... Bodybuilding, charismatic <laughs> priest who says yes and to take us out
2: of the show by singing just to some bars. I'm gonna get you back. You're gonna be in my confessional one time. Oh, well, you're just gonna kidding. have a we don't do that. We do not pedics. do that. That's okay.
1: That's true. Funny joke, not real. Yeah.
2: this is real, Father. This show is real. You cannot understand how bad my singing voice is <laughs> we're about
1: to <laughs> i mean i just uh, started <clears throat> that camera but we can sit here all night if we have to <laughs> it's gonna get awkward okay Whew. let's just think of which song first yeah what do you what are um, you feeling
2: i, w- I was going to shake it off or "Teardrops ooh. on my guitar <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the one that's on the all the um all the reels and tiktoks it's hi
1: hi I'm, I'm the problem. problem it's me. me.
2: Yeah. There you go. I, I, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Can you
1: maybe do a song you know a little bit more of like you're the reason? No,
2: I. I, <laughs> je, je, I am.
1: Stop saying my name. say you're t- you're a Swifty. I am not.
2: <laughs> He's a recent this is, convert. This is all I got. I do not know all the. He's a recent convert. I could sing with you. I could sing with you guys. I cannot sing them one. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> <laughs> <You> could... <laughs>
0: I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhaust. I know that one at least. Man. It really must be good. exhausting, always uh, rooting, rooting for, for the, the
2: anti hero. Yeah. I don't know if I could sing it, though.
0: I was trying to tee you up, though.
1: That's <laughs> What are the, and I'm really actually struggling with this. I, I'm baiting you, but I'm also struggling. What are the opening lines to shake it off? Zero clue. Oh, come on. Somebody knows this. Uh, Shut
2: it off.
4: <laughs> I, I out, would I, do I, it. I stay, I, stay I stay out too late. I'm not embarrassed.
1: I stay out too late. <laughs> Got nothing (laughs) in my brain, come on. That's what people say. That's what people say. Uh. I'm so
2: bad at this game. So bad.
1: You know, it's not even a game. It's a way of life.
2: <laughs> Am I, I was hoping for the next I line
1: steal. where he says, I go on too many days.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Okay. It's okay, Father. Shake it I off. Shake so. it off. Shake it
1: Yeah. Up. <laughs> I think the no. Holy Spirit stopped us right in time for a weird line. <laughs>
0: yes.
4: That's, that's a good call. Thank you, Lord.
1: All right, Love Paul. You, you want
4: to
2: take us out of here? Love yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so thank you. This has been Father Edwin. Leonard joining us here. He's got his new Padre Pio socks <laughs> that we that we gave him from religious. and uh, careful with those though. By the way, because if you lose one, they could be in two places at once. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> makes it uh, easier to find. And that's what? Well, yeah, in theory, right? And they're red the, in case you have a bleed through in your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's a
0: little weird. May, that might have been Whoa. too far. You might have gone too far. Well, we're gonna end the joke. show. Okay, we're gonna end the show on that note. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. And until then, we'll see you in the Eucharist. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and 2 on your keyboard, at the underscore beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.